This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to The Rest is Football. It's the Q&A episode and we're all in the same room. At last. In my kitchen. Alan Shearer and Michael Richards are right here uh, with me. You've cooked again today, haven't you, Gary? Well, I've cooked because we did, um, obviously we did a um, recording of um, the Match of the Day Top 10 podcast as well today, which we also do, of course. And um, yeah, I cooked, yeah. Nice yeah. again, what did you, What did you have today? What did you cook? What was it called? Well, oh, you ate it. Well, what was it called? I want to get that correct name. Well, we've got, there's about 15 people here today. So I, um, I cooked for everyone. So I had to do like, and also within doing lots of podcasts. And there was a few veggies here, a couple of vegans. So I did a, uh, a vegan, I just kind of made it up. It's like mixed beans, tomatoes, mushrooms, um, lots of goodies in there. It's basically a, a mixed bean stew. It's amazing, wasn't it? it, well, was, it was bloody lovely. Well, thank you very much. And the wine, the, and wine, the wine as wine well. Nice as well. <laughs> Sorry if we're a little loud today. We've been on the, <laughs> we've been on the vino, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've had a couple of glasses. That was a, a, little, a, a little Rioja, which was... Um, Went down yeah, well. Yeah, this should make this podcast a little bit more lively <laughs> with a little bit of luck. Um, right, um, let's start um, because um, thanks again um, for sending all your questions in. Um, we've got hundreds of them. We can't get through them all, but we'll do as many as we possibly can. Um, let me start with, well, here's one. During your times working with international players, do they bring their own culinary tastes and preferences into the team environment? And out of all the teammates you've had, who would you say is the best cook? I'm fishing for compliments. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that was from Ben Richards. Uh, thanks, Ben. Um, go on then. Best cook? Yeah. As a teammate? Yeah. They, no one ever cooks. That's what I was going to say. No one ever cooks, do they? Ever. No one ever, ever, ever no. cooks. No, do you, you cook? Not a chance. No, really? Do you look like I can cook? No. No, exactly. I can't cook. No, no but when you when you play, it's, it's kind of... The clubs nowadays, there'll be cuisine. I presume they'll have the resident cook in the... I mean, it wasn't like that back in the day. We never got fed at all. But... um yeah, and then when you go away, big tournaments in England, they take they take a chef, top chefs, yeah. top, yeah. top decent chefs, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So no, no, I'm sorry, I don't know any, I don't know any player that I can remember that cooked. I mean, I only started cooking about seven years ago, but what yeah. what made you start cooking? Well, I, I I was single again, and I just I, I got sick of takeaways and going out to 
dinner all the time, sometimes on my own. And I thought, get a grip, learn to cook. Best thing I ever did, honestly. <laughs> Genuinely love it. It's really good. It's switch off, it's cathartic. So you've got no one who you're speaking to at the moment, no? In a single life? Why or? are you looking at me like that when you're staring at me? I'm just saying you're looking mighty no, fine in your not, older age. You're yet. like a fine wine, aren't you? I was going to say, get him, aging well. Get him another glass of wine, by the way. Just to let everyone know out there, I'm single. <laughs> uh, very much so. Um, but whoever you're going to meet is going to have to get up and give you your meds and tuck you in a bed. <laughs> Have your hot water bottle and like, look at that. That's so attractive. Oh. <laughs> oh, dear. Change my catheter. <laughs> um, right. Here's a question from David Cullen. When did you know it was time to retire? Retire from what? Mm. I'm not sure. I think he means football. Um, oh. I went to Japan, which was kind of semi-retirement, I suppose. But I, then I, I injured my foot and I was out for ages and ages. And, um, and then I came back after about 10 months without playing. And there was a through ball went through. And I'd always run past that defender. And the defender ran past me. And it. I thought, oh. mm, I've had enough, I'm out. You are? I'm something similar. You know, it, it just used to take me so long to recover. I mean, I, you know, after a game on a Saturday, yeah. I could hardly move for two or three days. Yeah. My body was a mess, my ankles and knees. And I was thinking, what am I doing here? I'd already <laughs> lost a yard of pace anyway. Yeah. So, And I always wanted to get out to nearest to the top as possible yeah. after being lucky enough what, to what, play. What's it like losing a yard of pace when you haven't got much pace? No, was <laughs> I was reasonably quick. I was reasonably quick. Oh. Yeah. yeah. And... Um, I, there was a time, you know, in my last uh, in my last game, or my last season, I should say, we went to play in the Carabao Cup, the League mm -hmm. Cup, and we had a game at Grimsby, and it was pissing down, cold, wet. I think it was October, November night, and um, there was a centre half who was giving me so much shit, Justin Whittle, I think his name was. He was mouthing away at me. <laughs> And then, foolishly, I walked straight into his elbow and he tried to do me and he did me a proper one. Mm -hmm. And like he cut all my lip. My lip was ripped wide open and mm. it was one of those, I'll see you in the tunnel at half-time, I'll fucking have you. <laughs> and then I realised the size of him when I got to the tunnel and I was thinking, come and help me, lads. <laughs> <laughs> so then, uh, and I'm thinking to myself, what are you doing playing this last season? It was, And then I got in the dressing room and I've, I mean, I've, broke my ankle and ruptured my knee and everything but this the, the doctor couldn't give me any, any uh, anaesthetic so he stitched my lips oh. six stitches without any anaesthetic and I was screaming like a baby and every time the needle went into my lip and I saw anyway I got the six stitches and went mm. in the second half he won one nil and I scored and I said fuck you <laughs> <laughs> Micah I mean you, uh, you're relatively young what was you how old were you when you finished um, I, I finished Officially, I think it was 31, but really yeah. it was 29. I don't know if I've done this story before, but we was away. So think of my career. We talked about how much I burst on the scene. And we, have a, <laughs> we, have a, we have a bit of a laugh with it and all yeah. that sort of thing. But like at Man City, I was always in top three picks. When you know you're playing and training, the five and you're playing and five aside or, or seven aside, whatever. I was always, I was always top three picks. Went to Fiorentina, it was probably like top five picks. Yeah. So we go away with uh, Aston Aston Villa pre-season. You played Fiorentina, did you? <laughs> <laughs> Never mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> we go away, Aston Villa. 
And bear in mind, Aston Villa are not even a, a, a great team. Mm. We've got like probably five or six youngsters coming in and we've got the first team. And Don't tell me you were last I remember. Pick. It was last like, it was, the thing is though, it wasn't even five a side. It was like <laughs> nine a side. So like, we've got two captains. And you know, like, whoever's like looking after the session, you're thinking, oh, I want to be captain here. I don't want to, you know, get embarrassed. You put two people captain, like two younger lads. Mm. And honestly, pick one goes, all right. Pick two, three, four, gets to about 10. I'm halfway through now at this point. And I'm thinking like, have I not seen my career? <laughs> I've won a Premier League. I've won a FA Cup. I burst on the scene. And I'm not exaggerating. I was last. Not last pick. That's pick. time to retire. That was, it was time. Yeah. And it's one of those ways. It's not just end. It's like, it continues into the dressing room. Oh, Mike's last pick. You know, it, it's just, oh. that was... Demoralizing. So that's what that's what I knew. Time it to time. go. It was time yeah. to go. Well, you're not last pick on this podcast. <laughs> that's Alan. A <laughs> uh, question from James Ocoop. Uh, Bex had to dress up as a gladiator as part of his Pepsi sponsorship. The question is: Have you had any weird requests from sponsors or clubs when still? Actively playing. Ooh, you don't do it. You've done a few commercials, yeah, haven't you? I've done a couple of ads and Lucas Aid and McDonald's, and mm. that was my one thing is that you're not making me look a fool dressing me up like a prat. Yeah, well, you do that for yourself. Lucas Aid and McDonald's? Yeah. So did you have a, give us a lingo? What, what was it? I just remember, yeah, you're pulling Fluid up. Fluid and energy fast, your aura's ahead of the game. <laughs> And energy fast, you're always ahead of the game. <laughs> he must have had to do that a hundred times because he's remembered it. Fluid and energy oh. fast, you're always ahead of the game. Oh, I've never done any adverts. Hey. Well, we'll get to you in just a minute. What about you? What was your McDonald's jingle? Uh, the McDonald's one was. Um, used to kick a ball against these walls as a kid in the streets. So oh, I remember that. Back, yeah, I remember you in that one. Walking across the bridge in Newcastle early yeah. in the morning. So what was the one where you used to go to the, the drive-thru and order a burger or something? Was, yeah, that was the same one, yeah. You don't like a right helmet. Thanks. <laughs> 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 anyway, guys, well, I'm sure you've got a few. I don't know. Speaking of dressing up as a prat. He's <laughs> 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 looking small. <laughs> Oh, I've done a few. A few? A few. I did, I've done over 150 for Walkers. Is that how many you've done? Oh, yeah. yeah. I know. With some big pe big stars, big people. Who's the biggest star? I uh, did the Spice Girls, couple with them. Lionel oh. Richie. Did a couple um, adverts all night long. Gordon Ramsay. All, all, of, all yeah. of the Spice Girls. We're dancing all on the ceiling. <laughs> all of the Spice Girls are just... All four. All four, there's five of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was yeah, way back. Who else? Oh, I've done loads. Michael. How much money have you got, by the way? <laughs> On me. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Hundred and fifty hours. You just oh, it's just, it's, yeah, yeah. It's it's been good. You're filthy rich, aren't you? No. <laughs> Gary, yeah, come on. Yeah. No, they've been, no, I've been, like, the first one was, um, came back from Japan and they had this idea to do a welcome home 
um, advert in Leicester. Um, it was, and it was like a three day, they used to be hugely long shoots back then. And um, came back to Leicester and they had this idea of, because I, you know, that goody goody nonsense about never on the yellow card, they wanted to turn this thing, no more Mr. Nice Guy. So I was going to be the guy steals the crisp so they had this little kid and i i basically was going to follow him around and steal his packet of crisps off him and run away we did one of the scenes out they did it all across leicester and they did one of the scenes outside this station and there was loads of people gathering as we were filming and um, i was just about to do another take and this little old lady came up and she and she came over she went oh you're gary lineker aren't you i went yeah 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 she said, said uh, so she goes so what's what's happening here? Are they expecting someone special? <laughs> <laughs> Completely put me in my place. Beautifully done, but no, I've had some. I've had some. You really got more than that though. There's a, a Jap Japanese one, was oh, there? I did, a few, I did two or three in Japan. Yeah. What? What? Do you oh, remember? Go, 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 mas. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? It was. I don't know. Idea. Can't remember. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I've had, had a lot of fun with a lot of really, really great people um, over the years. So, Mikey, with commercials? You've, no, done, you've done a few. Nothing, nothing much. You are <laughs> every commercial I see on Sky Sports. Every single time we're watching the football, it before the match, half time, end of the match. Oh, here he is again. Oh, is it getting yeah. tedious now? Yeah. We sell any time. <laughs> 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 on, so we it. buy it any car, actually. Yes. We buy yes. it to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? How's it go? We buy any car. Dot com. We know. We know. Is he doesn't. We've heard it so much. <laughs> that's the other guys. That's not me. That's you. Yeah. So how much money have you got? Oh, I've got, I've got plenty. <laughs> I'm not afraid to say it. <laughs> Oh, oh, I need a break. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier, thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. Side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. I'm Anthony Scaramucci, former White House Director of Communications and Wall Street financier. And I'm Katty Kay, U.S. Special Correspondent for BBC Studios. I've been covering American politics for almost three decades. Welcome to The Rest is Politics U.S., brought to you by Goalhanger. Go on, tell us, were those donations you made, like Obama in 2008, was that idealism? Were you hoping to get something out of these campaigns that would serve your own business interests, for example? So I think this will either make this podcast incredibly successful, Caddy, or people <laughs> will be horrified and they'll shut it off right now because I'm going to be very real with you. The Obama donation, I had gone to law school with President Obama. 
We were not classmates. I was a few years ahead of him. It was 2007. He was then Senator Obama. I had a check in my breast pocket. I went over to the senator. I said, Senator, I said, you and I didn't really know each other in law school, but I'm about to hand you a big check. Can I lie to my friends and tell them that you and I knew each other in law school? Well, Obama looks at me, had the best smile in American politics since Jack Kennedy. Forever. Yeah. He lights up. He looks at me and says, I'll tell you what, if you double the amount of the check, we'll take it back to Hawaii. Okay. And I looked at him. I said, you're done. I had another check in my pocket. I ripped it up. I doubled the amount of the check. And I'm going to tell you right now, I've been to more White House Christmas parties during the Obama administration than the Trump administration. In this pivotal year for the United States, democracy and world affairs, Britain's biggest podcast, The Rest is Politics, is launching stateside. Uncovering secrets from inside the Biden and Trump inner circles and how they shape the world's most important economy, but also the global economy too. New episodes are released every Friday morning. Just search The Rest is Politics US wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to The Rest is Football with Micah Richards, Alan Shearer, and me, Gary Lineker. Um, I've um, got lots of questions. Let's try and get through them. Uh, Andrew Henderson asks, Hi, Gary and the lads. What is the best shirt any of you have swapped with another opposing player? And has anyone ever said no to the swap? Maybe because you boss them too much in the game, etc. Keep up the good work, lads. We'll try. It's funny. We I think we were asked something similar not that long ago and I couldn't think of anyone and then um, my stepdaughter I saw in Barcelona she was studying there and she was wearing a Brazilian top a blue Brazilian top um, that she'd sneaked out of my cupboards at some point and was wearing it and he had a number nine on the back and I no way and yeah it was one of my swap shirts and um and I thought, I wonder who that was. And I found the game which England played at Wembley in that blue shirt. And the number nine was Kareka. Right. He was a proper player. Yeah, yeah. So that's my answer. Kareka. Can you not remember Kareka? No, I'm a Brazilian striker. I'm only 35. Oh, all right. Yeah. Kareka. You're yeah. saying it with a listener's average listener is 35. Yeah. Even Gary's fucking stepdaughter knew who Kareka was. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. No, sorry. Sorry about that. He was proper centre forward. Was he? Yeah. Got five goals, I think, in 86. Nearly won the golden boot. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember who was first. Uh, uh, he got the same number as Diego Maradona. He was quite good. No, 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 you wouldn't. Who's going to swap shirts with big... Everyone probably wanted to swap Everyone shirts Everyone wanted my shirt, but I wasn't giving it up. Did you ever say no? That's what I was asking. You ever say uh, No. No. Well, it's funny enough, I did say no to someone, and I didn't know I said no to someone, but it was Pep Guardiola. Really? Yeah, he wasn't a player. I wasn't playing against him, but when I went to interview him, and this is true, the f first time I'd ever interviewed him was when he just joined Manchester City, and we, we sat down to chat, and he went, right, before we start, he said, I used to be the ball boy at the new Camp, and he said, for every game, at the end of the game, I always used to come up to you and ask you for your shirt. 
and you never gave it to me. Yeah. How old are you, by the way? He's old. I'm that old that in those days you only got one shirt. They didn't want you to give it away. So that that was why. So I had to I, I had to apologise to him. So you pied Pep. Yeah, it's quite good though, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've got quite a few. Yeah. I've got Lauter Matthias last thing um, oh, Germany shirt. What a great player, Lauter yeah. Matthias. Got Roberto Carlos. Oh, uh, Roberto Del Piero. Beckham. You got Beck shirt. Beckham one, yeah. Got Rooney. Yeah. Where well, do you few, keep? Yeah. Do you keep them anywhere? Do you? I can't in find them. In a black bag somewhere in the, in, yeah, the, in, yeah. in the loft. Yeah. Oh dear. Uh, Matthew Cox says this is for Alan Shearer. Ooh. Um, Henri talked about being scared before some games. Um, Alan had a reputation for mental strength. So was he ever scared before any games? If so, which one? He's talking about obviously Thierry Henri. There we did a you know, special. Um, episode and we've got another one coming up on Friday so make mm. sure you, you listen to that as as well because it's um, it was really good really heartfelt I don't think I was ever scared no I think I'm mm. scared nervous I maybe maybe excitedly nervous there were, there were, ta- there were times when I was maybe because I was going out with an injury I didn't want to make it worse that was the only time I would have mm. been scared whether I was with a back injury or knee mm. there's so many times I went out injured gambling whether I was going to make it worse or not but I wouldn't say that I was scared of the game or the opposition or anything like that no but excited yeah not scared yeah okay uh, Connor Larson wants to know what is the funniest interview moment you've had as a player now I'm definitely going to Michael oh, for this one. Oh when you were 17 years old yeah but can we give us some context to this yes because it was FA Cup was it like it might have been last 16 mm. something, something, something like that um I'm 17 and we're losing the game and we had loads of chances within the game. And then last minute, I oh. score that famous yeah. header. Yeah. Where everyone says, you know, when I, I, I dive into the crowd, I hug the city fans mm. and it's a, it's a crazy moment. But then Garth Crooks is interviewing me afterwards. Yeah. And he asked me a daft question, like, how does that feel? <laughs> how the fuck do you think it feels? <laughs> I'm 17, adrenaline's going through the roof. And what did you say? I said, I just can't. Okay, it wasn't, it wasn't, the F, the F was not used. You kind of fudged it a bit. It was like, okay, I was like, okay, I was like, okay. And he, and what, did, what was his words he used? He used something like, you do know you're live on a TV, Micah, um, so just watch it. I was like, it just spoiled the moment. Did it? Yeah. Did it worry you when you, you got caught? No, I, 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 no, no. Well, my mum, my mum gave me a bit oh. of, of grief. You know what, Grace? You? you should have come back with, oh, fuck off. <laughs> 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 that would have been brilliant. That we threw to you, didn't we? Yeah, no, In no, the studio. I was, I was asked to apologise on the, on the BBC's behalf for any language. What, what did you say? I, um, I said something quite posh. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I can't remember what I said. I said some. I did. I remember, yeah, apologies, but um, one day I'll be doing a podcast with him, so I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brilliant. Uh, oh dear, oh dear. Um, Hamza says, what was the most outrageous thing a manager has said at a pre-match halftime team talk? Here's my favourite. So, I'm playing for Tottenham. Um, it was the last season um, that I was at Spurs. So, my third season there. Terry Venables had been the coach for the first two seasons. Then he went upstairs to be kind of 
owner, if you like, director of football sort of thing. And um, we were playing Wimbledon away and Peter Shreve was in charge, um, who was Terry's number two before that. And he was lovely and he was a really good coach. Um, you know, as a manager, I think he was probably a number two really, but, and he came in and, but he was kind of softly spoken and he had kind of slightly high pitched Cockney accent. <laughs> But he, you know, I never heard him give a bollocking to anyone. I said, so we, I think we're playing Wimbledon, and I think we're, we're away from home, and you know that awful little dressing room said there, and we were about, I think we were about three down at half time. We were getting battered. We were awful, and I thought to myself, for once, he's going to have to unleash it. He's going to get stuck in and give us a real bollocking. And he, then he went. So he got everyone. Everyone sat down. He goes, "Well, boys, we don't appear to be all singing from the same song sheet." <laughs> and that was that was about all he said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember Chris Nickel once at half time in the Southampton dressing room. Um, Tim Flowers had let a goal in from about 30 yards and he come in the dressing room at half time. He said, I'm sending you for a fucking eye test tomorrow. I'm booking the, uh, the appointment myself and you're going for an eye test because it's impossible you should get beat from that distance. <laughs> Shane Morris, who was the best captain you've ever played for and what made them special? You don't have to say me, Alan. <laughs> yeah, you were my captain. Yeah, you were. For England, um, very briefly. <laughs> well, I'm going to have to say Tim Sherwood when we won the Premier League. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Why well, was the new captain then? I was only a youngster. How old was um, you when you were 23, 24, yeah. something like that? Yeah. yeah. He's prime. He was in his prime. Um, I'm, oof. do you know what? I'm gonna, I, I might say well, Brian Robson, obviously, up mm. with England, but club wise, I think I'm going to go Gary Mabbott. Really? Inspirational. Um, you know, what he went through to play the game was, I mean, he was my roommate and he's such a top guy. Mm. I mean, during COVID, he just ran ringing football fans, like Tottenham fans, like people that were on their own every day, like hours a day. Amazing guy. Um, Tottenham through and through, brilliant captain. And I mean, what he went through to play, I mean, he was obviously really bad diabetic. Yeah. Um, and they told him he would never be able to play football, but he, he surmounted that, went on to play, injected himself like three three times a day. Um, a couple of, I mean, funny stories when he had, you know, they have um, what they call the lows or something where their sugar levels drop um, and it makes them behave almost like they're completely pissed. And I, I didn't really know all this. And I was rooming, we were in a pre-season training in Scandinavia somewhere. And I came back to the room and he was he was kind of dancing and singing a song and lifting up the bed coats like this <laughs> and going, I can't remember what song he was singing, but it was some weird thing. And I went, Mabsy, you hammered. <laughs> and he's going, and I thought, nah, this is a little bit weird. So there's something going on here. And then I suddenly twigged. I thought this might be right. part of the diabetic thing. And I got that got in touch with the like the doctor and stuff. And they came in and gave him some chocolate and sugar or some and a fizzy drink or something. And he was absolutely fine. Um, but what you know, to go through that, inject mm. yourself daily and such and he hardly ever missed a game. And he was Brilliant. you know proper player. Proper I had player. Jimmy Case at Southampton as well when I was yeah. a youngster. I've never seen some more someone gain more respect and yeah. be a bit scared of him really because he had this aura about him being a hard guy you know being at Liverpool and mm -hmm. Southampton and, what, and he was great with all the youngsters coming through so Jimmy was great at Southampton as well you Micah I have to say Sir Vincent Company yeah. just yeah. for what he did yeah. I mean 
it was a bit boring off the field. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. But, uh, what, you mean you didn't go and spend 10 grand on champagne? Uh, or? No, boring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but on the pitch, he was inspirational. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Legend. Last question uh, this week from Greg Connors. What is the worst injury you've ever seen on a pitch? Mm. Ooh, you've had a couple of tasty ones yourself. Yeah, I had a couple of bad ones. Mm. I think um, I ruptured my cruciate ligament, but I think the worst one I had was uh, was it actually in a pre-season friendly when I snapped my ankle. I um, displaced a joint, broke two bones, pointing in the wrong direction, chipped a bone. Um, so it's a bit like the... the Chris Basham one this yeah, weekend. Yeah, we saw a terrible one at the oh, weekend, didn't we? Unfortunately for uh, for Chris Basham, we yeah. do send him our best wishes. Yeah. He's had a couple of operations and got a couple more to go, so I know how he feels. So mm. we do send him um, yeah. a speedy recovery, and we hope he makes a full one. So yeah. it is it it is horrible, you know. I mean, whether it's to you, you us as individuals or whether it's whether our, our, our teammate, mm. it does affect you on a pitch, doesn't it? Yeah. If you see a particularly bad one. When, you, when someone's there in agony, because after all, we're all in the game that we love and we all want to beat each other and kick each other and yeah. do whatever. But you never, ever want to see anyone have mm. a serious injury. We ex accept that injuries are part and parcel of football, mm. but the injuries are horrible. The serious ones that are going to keep yeah. you out for months, perhaps even years. And some guys don't even come back mm. from them. And I know that after my, certainly my second and third serious injury that I had, I did lose a yard of pace because mm. of that. So... Mm. Chris, if you're listening or you're out there, then yeah. we send you our best wishes. Yeah, echo those sentiments. Well said, Alan. Yeah, a good way to finish, I think. And just before we go, a quick reminder that um, part two of the Thierry Henry episode will be out on Friday. Um, there was a lot of love for the first one. I think you'll like the second one just as much. Goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. Cheers. <laughs>